Welcome to the College Playbook with Cousin Dami and Friends, a guide for Black college students by Black college graduates, covering all the topics you would ask your favorite cousin. Join me, Cousin Dami, as I talk about the glows and lows of college with friends and some of my cousins who have made it over the hurdle and graduated as some of the first in their family to do so. Together, we share experiences, advice, and encouragement to help students win in college and beyond. Listen in and take what you need and send a message if you have questions. Let's go. Hey, everyone. It's Cousin Dami. Today, I have my honorary cousin with me today. He was actually my sister's friend from college, um, and he was cool enough to hang with my cousins. And so here we are. (laughs) Um, I've heard great things about him. And so I'm really excited to capture his story here today. So welcome, Gerard. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. No problem. Thanks for joining. Bright and early at that. Bright (laughs) and early. Hey, the early bird gets the worm, right? Apparently. Exactly. So that's the goal. <laughs> exactly. Cool. All right. So let's go. Um, let's start with where did you go to school and how did you end up there? So I actually originally went to William Patterson University uh-huh. and then I transferred to Rutgers Newark. So leaving high school, my initial goal was to go out of state mm. to like HBCU. Um, Hampton University was going to be my number one choice followed by Howard, and then there were like six other schools total. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't given like enough financial assistance to attend those schools. So, you know, that big gap between out-of-state and in-state tuitions just wasn't worth the loan for me. Yeah. Um, So at that point, I kind of had to look at, okay, what are my in-state options? I was accepted to writer Willie P., I was denied from Rutgers, and I think there was one other school. But I say all that to say, um, out of the eight schools I applied to, Rutgers University was the only one that denied me. Mm, so now me I was stuck. <laughs> such, such a swindle, right? Right. So, so at that point, I was stuck with like, okay, my in-state options are between Ryder and Willie P. And then I had to look at the financial package. Although Ryder was giving me like 20000 their tuition was like forty. Right. So I was like, okay, this is ghetto. <laughs> um, so at that point, I'm like, I need to have a plan, right? So I, I accepted Willie P because I didn't want to take a year off to like study more, blah, blah. So yeah. as I'm going to Willie P, um, my intent was just to go there for one year get my GPA up and then transfer out. I was motivated to transfer out swiftly because every time you know, like your freshman year, everyone's like, oh, you're in college now. Like, where do you go? What do right. you do? What are you studying? <laughs> I would tell people I'm going to Willie P and like the look on their face would like no. turn me off. <laughs> so serious. Like my doctor was like, oh yeah. And I'm sorry to like be trapped. Oh no. Shade. But this is just my experience. <laughs> yeah. So like my doctor was like, oh, that's a party school. Oh. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> um, And then like other people in state was like, where? What school is that? Yeah, for real. And I'm just like, yeah, this isn't worth me like taking out loans for people not to know what this is in state. (laughs) Yeah, so um, right, not in state. In state, yeah, in state is right, 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 right. So I transferred to Rutgers Newark, and it was definitely like what I preferred. Um, I didn't want to be a number like New Brunswick. Right. Although, like, you know, I heard good things about New Brunswick as far as like really getting that college um, experience from it. But I think Newark was 
the right choice for me because um, I'm someone who can be very involved in a lot of things. And I, I feel like if I got more involved, then I would have been more distracted from my cool. academics. So, Got it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting. So um, when you decided to transfer, did you have any supports that kind of guided you along the way, either at Willie P, at Rutgers, external? Nope. Nah. <laughs> um, it was just my my game plan. Like once I entered my second semester of my freshman year, that's when I was just doing like my own research. Like, okay, gotcha. transfer portals for uh, Rutgers. What do I need? What credits will get accepted? Or actually, I wasn't in control of what credits got accepted. Right. But like, I just made sure like, okay, keep my G- GPA up high so that they would see, you know, good things about me. So yeah. And I think that the fact that I went to a fairly known high school, it also helped my resume. It's just like that senior year of high school, my my SATs probably weren't enough gotcha. for records to be like, yeah, he's the one. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I hear you. But that's, a, I mean, that's an awesome strategy, right? Like you go kind of where you can until you can get to your ideal place, right? So exactly. um, that makes sense. And I thought it was also, I mean, really strategic to consider the financial package. I don't know that many people do. Um, I mean, I yeah. went to Ryder and um, still paying, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, because <laughs> the financial package really was not what really mm-hmm. could have supported me having a better financial situation in the end. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was really wise of you um, to make that decision. And so, yeah. very cool. Thank you. And it's also important because, like, at the end of the day, your name is on the loan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Listen. And, like, a lot of these majors or a lot of these careers that they want us to, to pursue Mm-hmm. The entry level salary isn't what they say it is, right? You know, yeah. like they're projecting like salaries after like four years, three years. So it's like, right? Yeah, I don't want to be eating oodles and noodles after college too. <laughs> exactly. You know? Again, I think mm-hmm. that was really wise on your part. Um, wish I had a little bit of that wisdom, but um, I'm going to give you kudos and move on. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks. Cool. Um, so you sound like college was always part of your plan. Like what kind of drove that mm-hmm. desire um, in high school or even sooner than that? So I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I think everyone has hoop dreams, mm-hmm. but once I didn't get picked for my freshman team, JV or City, oh, I'm dang. like, all right, let me go, let me go academic. Gotcha. Because uh, <laughs> clearly, I'm no Usain Bolt. Like, I tried, like, basketball was my early passion. Mm. And then once basketball didn't work out, like, my sophomore, junior year, I tried um, track and field. Gotcha. Little did I know I was the slowest Jamaican, oh. like, ever. <laughs> right? So, that, that was tough. Because, um, no. like, everyone's like, oh, Usain Bolt, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I'm clocking in. <laughs> You know, a, a, a 59 <laughs> on the 400, wow. which is really ghetto. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, at that point, I kind of had to just, like, have that real conversation with myself and say, okay, what's your, what's what's next, basically? Gotcha. Um, as far as my parents are concerned, my mom's an accountant for the state of New Jersey. Gotcha. And I always had, like, a passion for math or for numbers, mm, let me say. Gotcha. Um, so, I knew like deep down in my soul, I'm, I'm like an entrepreneur mm. slash salesman slash businessman. Gotcha. Cause, um, in grade school, I used to like, 
You know those strings that people used to make those like lighthouse towers. Yeah, and yeah, stuff with, with the little lanyard so, situation. Yeah, so I used to go to rag shop in West Orange and like flip those. Wow. So for like a yard, I would sell like a yard for maybe like fifty cents to a dollar or something gotcha. like that. Um, and then I would take that profit, go to the corner store, <laughs> get like five dollars worth of candy. Wow. Probably yeah. So I always just had that mentality. So I figured, okay, how can I like elevate that so you were hustling in elementary school (laughs) yeah yeah like i didn't of course you know i I wasn't like frank lucas or anything like that but like (laughs) i was just doing what like felt natural and what made sense even though my margins were only like you know a dollar 50 cents like i felt like i was doing something and i feel like um that's kind of what i was chasing like okay how do i how do i get that reward feeling out of what i'm doing yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that was a start. That's awesome. Right. Um. So then what did you major in in college? Um. And are you currently working in that field? So I started off as an accountant because I was like kind of following my mom's path based on what she was right. telling me. Um. After I took two accounting classes, I was like, nah, this isn't it. <laughs> this isn't it for me. Um. My personality doesn't go with the profession. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that that was a big thing too. Because people also used to say that they were like, "Yo, like you're too like you're too social to be an accountant," or like blah blah wow. blah. And I'm just like, "Yo, I don't understand that." But then I realized, like, accounting specifically, you just have to be like head in the books, don't look up, don't get distracted, and that's not mm. I'm easily distracted. Um, right. <laughs> and like, it's also something where it's like uh, very cut and dry. Like left equals right, no matter what. Uh, and, gotcha. Very and, calculated. Yeah, and I don't. I like being calculated, but like with some room, you know. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. left equals right, but like, what if, you know? Yeah. So gotcha. with that, um, I started exploring options, and then like my advisor at the business school was speaking to me, and at the time, supply chain wasn't necessarily like well known or like well mm. well uh explored so they were like yo records is actually like kind of on the forefront of this supply chain movement you should look into it because it has like so many different aspects to it right so it's like there are like seven or six different fields within the one field of supply chain right so i took a few classes and the concepts were really easy for me to like grasp so i was like okay i like this i like this like i could be a master of this and still understand that. And and I like that aspect of it. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm currently in supply chain right now. Um, I work in the pharmaceutical sector. So med device mm-hmm. slash pharmaceutical for a Fortune 500 company as a supply planner. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's really big in New Jersey, given all the farm companies there. Yeah. I um, want to say Jersey's, if it's not the largest, like I, I think the metro New York area is like largest for the U.S. pharma. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really cool. And that's awesome that your advisor was able to point you to that. I know not everyone has that um, that resource, um, but yeah. it's certainly good whether your advisor is offering it to you or you can actually go to an advisor to ask those questions. I know that's certainly a good resource. So that's cool. Yeah. And also um, I would I would say too, like advisors kind of make or break your future. Truth. So if it's possible to get good with like your advisor, like that should be outside of your friend group, it should be your advisor and then like your favorite teacher. Because right. I actually was butting heads with my advisor for many years. Oh many, really? Yeah, wow. Many, many years. I we just 
yeah i just didn't care for her (laughs) (laughs) because because she was just more so like almost on that accountant tip that i was mentioning right like okay this is the reality and i'm just like okay but like what if i you know did this unique approach and she's just like no like this is what you're supposed to do and i'm like i don't care what i'm supposed to do what can i do so yeah Gotcha. So you had to offer a little bit of pushback and kind of um, be true to yourself and your interests and not follow like a prescription, right? Like, or not follow something that's specifically dictated. That's good. Exactly. And then just to be honest as well, like in college, I was a slacker for sure. Um, (laughs) For sure. Like, I I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, but (laughs) yeah, I would, you know, common hour, not go to classes or, you Mm. know, yeah, I wasn't living up to my full potential. So I think okay. she used to call me on that and I didn't like that as much. Mm, so that's good. it was a lot of, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm mad at her, but she has reason to right. Like, not She's right. that access. Exactly. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, sounds like an awesome advisor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was okay. Yeah. Was okay. <laughs> I hear you. So this is actually, um, this actually leads to another question. Mm-hmm. Um how well did you do academically? Um, and our scale here is uh, summa cum laude to mm-hmm. come sum laude. <laughs> so how well did you do <laughs> academically? So I, I, I'll just say my GPA. So my GPA was a three. Oh, I should remember this. I want to say it was a three one. Okay. Yeah, it was a three one. Um, when I just took all of my major classes into consideration because i realize also in the corporate world sometimes it's like working in business you got to understand how to remove certain outliers (laughs) out the data (laughs) so it's like okay what's what's relevant to like what you're looking for right so for for what's relevant it was a three one but if we take everything else into consideration like electives that i don't remember to this day um probably like a three flat I would say. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So when you went out for employers, did you kind of like shave out the other things and just Absolutely. really lead Absolutely. with the, that's an interesting concept. I mean, yeah. huh. Cause you got to be intentional about what, what matters to you and what matters to them. Right. Like if you give them your overall GPA, you could do that. But what makes you look better, you know? Right. Like right. if someone asks you if you could cook, are you going to say, yeah, I could cook good. I could cook this bad. I could cook this well. No, you're going right. to say like, no, I cook this really good. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's no, what that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good point. And also, I mean, when you think about the electives, right? Like, I think I had to take like, I think I took piano to satisfy like a music elective. And so like, if I got like a, a D or a C in piano and that's bringing mm-hmm. me down, like how does that affect how well I can perform as a business, you know, employee? And so- exactly. That's a good point. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. to think about. And then for me, when I was um, when I was becoming Greek, um, I had to take a lot of like fluffer classes gotcha. just to like balance my <laughs> schedule. And um, yeah, like you know, architectural or architectural history. That's what it was. Wow. Um, granted, I was I was intrigued by it because I'm mm. like, okay, like I feel like I'm more knowledgeable, but <laughs> again. <laughs> No yeah. one asked me what a flying buttress is right. in, in my, you know, revenue call. On not in supply so, chain management. No, yeah, not, not supply at all. chain, not, not most places. So. Right. Yeah. Good point. 
Okay, so now you kind of got into um, one of my next questions. I was actually going to ask, you know, um, you are a distinguished member of a Black Greek letter organization. Um, And so I know that Greek life is not for everyone, um, Mm -hmm. but I was wondering what drew you into it? So funny enough, I was actually not interested in Greek life. Uh, In high school, my first semester year of college, like, I actually used to make fun of the same organization that, uh, <laughs> that I joined. Um, Shade. And, yeah, crazy. And then my sophomore year, um, one of my close friends who I met during my first semester, he was the one that was telling me, like, hey, you should look into, like, joining Alpha. Mm. And I'm like, why? And, like, he's from where I'm from, right? Gotcha. Next city over. So I grew up in East Orange. He grew up in Orange. Gotcha. And he was just like, yo, like, you know, like they have their head on straight, like they're doing what like we're trying to do. And, you know, like they have a good reputation, blah, blah. But uh, ultimately he said, you know, do your research. Right. And I really value when people say, like, look it up for yourself. Right. Like, I, I don't want to sell you a dream based on what I think it is. Um, so when I did the research, I looked at, you know, what they stand for on um, notable members um, and also like the legacy aspect, right? Like as bad as it sounds, what are the stereotypes too? Like, what are you going to yeah, be known true. for? Just offer it, true. you know? Yeah. So um, I looked at the other orgs uh, and I realized, you know what? Alpha is actually the best bet for me based on who I want to become, you know? True. And And I realized that while becoming that, um, it kind of just brought out who I was more. Like, I, f- I firmly believe in order to be a certain member of, of an org, you are already that person. Yeah. Like, deep down, you know? It's yeah. just like, okay, the, the org stamps you or whatever the case stamps you. And then now, you know, you're officially that. But, yeah, I, I think deep down I was just always an alpha. Gotcha. No, I mean, that's a that's a really good point. Um, really mm-hmm. compelling. Cool. I guess you made a good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I did. I did. And and the beautiful thing is like, you know, outside of the org itself, the, the real value is like developing those relationships, the meaningful right. ones. I, I came in on a line of 13 because we're a Metro chapter. Gotcha. And we, to this day, I crossed in spring 10. To this day, we still all talk daily. Cool. At least the ones who participate in the chat, but everyone's right. in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's <laughs> so, included. Not everyone yeah, opts yeah. in. Exactly. Gotcha. Like people pop in and out. Like we, we know who, you know, who's going to take a while to, to text back. But right, like, right. for the most part, 10 out of 13 of us talk daily. Cool. You know, yeah. Just a phone call away. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I feel like in college, you know, um, a lot of people see the party walking and people yeah. wearing letters on campus and they think that that's the extent of it, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's so much more that others don't get to see. Um, right. And so that's, that's, those are good points. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice or any lessons um, that you'd like to share? Anything you feel like you wish you had known when you were in college um, or things that you learned and you thought like, why don't more people know this? Oh, man. Um, I would say always keep in mind that college is only meant to be four years. (laughs) I think that sometimes, speaking from experience, like I had gained a level of 
comfort while I was in college mm. because I'm just like, oh, this world is so cool. I like being in it. Like, you know, you have responsibility, but you don't have to be held to those responsibilities. Like mm. college still grants you a lot of leniency, which doesn't exist in the real world. Yeah. And I think for me, one, because I transferred two because I switched majors and three, just because I wasn't, you know, being my best. So <laughs> um, I, it took me six years to graduate total cool. right okay so a lot of my a lot of my friends lbs and whoever the case is like they were graduating in four and five and then when i realized i got into the real world i'm like man there's another level or, or a couple levels of growth that i have yet to do because i just haven't been submerged in the real world like i'm still transitioning out of this college fantasy mm, you know gotcha so i think that um the the sooner you kind of box it in like this is the duration it's supposed to be and right. then what's next then the quicker you can kind of like learn yourself and and learn what really works because for some people they may go through college like you were asking earlier like four years college i did this major i'm doing it in the real world and eh, i don't like this right you don't want to be 32 realizing you don't like it because now you're stressed you got to go it's not that like, part. oh, I'm making a hundred thousand at thirty-two. I'm just gonna go make a hundred thousand as a teacher. Like, no, right. you're gonna go back to a teacher's assistant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're starting from breadcrumbs, not from scratch. True. Like, you know. So, mm. yeah, I think uh, I think that's important as well. Okay, thanks for thanks for that. That actually brings up another question. Um, did you do any internships or any? Uh, have any type of service learning experiences while you were in college? Um, I did do two internships, um, which were not relevant to supply chain. Gotcha. So this was still as I was kind of transitioning out of accounting into like figuring out my, my next path. Um, one was working as, ooh, what was that title? It was a finance internship that I was able to secure through one of my frat brothers, mm-hmm. so networking. Right. Um, that was at the Riverside Church Cathedral, Riverside Cathedral in New York, um, across the street from Columbia. So that, that gave me a nice opportunity to kind of like live that that life of commuting from Jersey to New York, right. you know, being with all the, you know, Wall Street guys and stuff on the train. A little overrated, but, you know, <laughs> uh, it served its purpose for the time. Yeah. Um, and then my other internship was as an accounts payable intern for WBGO Radio in downtown oh, cool. New York. Those gave you kind of a window into the, the world that you thought you wanted to be in. Um, exactly. And so did those impact you changing your majors at all? No, at that point, the WBGO one was after I already changed my majors. Okay. Um, and then... The finance one was as I was like midway through, but I've always, so I'm, I have a funny joke, but <laughs> I'm Jamaican. So I, you know, the stereotype when it comes to working <laughs> in Caribbeans is like, yo, you got to always have more than one job. So for a while, my friends called me three job Gerard because I just always, like, I didn't have a full time, but I had three part times right. that added up to full time hours. Right. So I was working on campus at OUCP. Right. Um, doing the internships, and then I was also doing retail, um, working retail at Bloomingdale's over the weekend. Wow, yeah, that's tough yeah. as a college student. It's, it's tough, but at the end of the day, if you got a goal, like 
it's up to you to to make it work you know because if you sit back it's never gonna happen it's only gonna stay in your mind true you know um so final question do you feel like college was worth it and why (laughs) um this may be controversial sure i think at least the way the world is structured today I think college is necessary to get your foot in certain doors mm. from a from a paper standpoint. Um, I realized while working for another med device company, if you're just looking to get into the field and make money, like a decent amount of money and like have job security, you don't necessarily need college for that. Mm. Right. However, if you're looking to be that person to like move up the corporate ladder and X, Y and Z and like live that American dream, you're going to need certain credentials which college offers so for example i had a co-worker who she didn't go to college but we were working on the same team and when it came time for like a promotion or like getting a upgrade in her salary her education always came up Mm -hmm. because they're like hey you know we can't justify paying you more even though you have that experience it's like you don't technically have the credentials for the role wow on paper, which, yeah, which was a swindle. Um, but, <laughs> but just, yeah, but just the fact that like they could get away with that is like, you don't ever want to be in that position or at least I wouldn't. Right. So I think, yeah, I do think college is necessary. Um, but if you're like a fine arts major or like you want to be in theater or something like that, I feel like your talent will outshine what a paper says Mm. regardless. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So it definitely depends on the field. Definitely depends on the field. No, this is helpful. Um, That's all I have. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your experience, your wisdom with the people. Um, I think it was really, really awesome to hear. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for listening to the College Playbook with Cousin Dami and Friends, brought to you by First Draft, an initiative to increase the social capital of Black college students. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and leave a review. For more information, visit myfirstdraft.org.